Tona B, welcoming you to another edition. The music that won't quit. Let's just play. It wants to play. You know why it wants to play? Because on your Wednesday edition of Tony Basilio, ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome you in, the reason that music wants to play over me right now is because I'm going to ask a question that many of you want to answer. And so let's do it. Dr. Sean Sinclair is in the mix and in the hunt today, along with Brian Hartman. We've got a lot to talk about today. Got a couple guests coming up a little later on, your TLD Logistics Hotline, where it's always hot. Drew Gilbert is smoking hot down at Single A right now. That guy is like, that guy's got rocket fuel right now guiding him in a collision course to the Houston Astros. Just incredible organization they are. And Tennessee's baseball team shows life for the first time this season, and they carried it into Bellarmine last night. Dr. Sean Sinclair, Brian Hartman, SS, BB, morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Morning, Tone. Welcome back. I uh, hope your uh, hope your visit back to the motherland was enjoyable. I'm and, um, and ratty, my friend. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear some stories about your brother. I'm forward that. Oh my God, it was so fun. My brother, my brother Steve, so next level. I have more fun with him. So, how, many, how much, uh, how much, how much uh, leg work did you get done for him up there? Well, we made a visit to the, um, we made a visit to the record store, and it was an absolute break it down scientifically deal. Uh, by the way. We told you first factual and furiously here. Nobody believed us, but that's okay. You're, it's, you don't believe it's your own peril around here. But um, the only player invited back from the senior class last year was none other than, say it loud and say it proud, Vesco, and he's the only guy coming back. Euros is an early entrant. For the 2023 NBA draft, Brian Hartman, Euro. Which, which draft is that? Will he have a role, Brian, the NBA? I could see it being similar to the role he's got that he had for the last three years, three plus years at Knoxville. Brian, are your Celtics on a roll right now? Well, I was hoping this wouldn't be brought up, but. It's kind of like the big elephant in the room. Which is? They had to do so much wrong, so much wrong in the last six minutes of that game mm -hmm. for Atlanta to have a chance, mm -hmm. and they did. They blew a double-digit lead they beat in four and a half minutes, Bry. And they, it was veterans like Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart who made oh, the boneheaded plays that, so that got Atlanta back in the game. And here how, how can Marcus Smart commit a foul at half court when they're over the limit in a one-point game? A house of fire. Tommy Wilde And then Tatum gets a the technical. There was no motion on offense. There, nobody was moving around. They were standing around stagnant, careless passes, Tatum turnovers. It was just everything had to go. They had to do so much wrong. And Atlanta was right there in position, and Trey Young couldn't miss. 
Tommy Wildfire Rich in the Omni. Make no mistake about it. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tony Basilio. It's outstanding. I'm very proud to say that the Boston Celtics are are heading to game six while my Sixers are tan, rested, and ready. And Joel MB, who literally is made of China, is uh, home resting in bubble wrap because he is like, he's made of China. Fine China at that. The guy's injured in every freaking playoff. But then he'll cry and whine about how he deserves the MVP for what he does in the regular season. Hey, Joel MB, nobody cares about your regular season, you clown. How about doing something in the playoffs for once in your life? Dr. Sean Sinclair, the caller Drew called yesterday, and we're going to build our show around this, because if I could build my world around you, as a great Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell once sung, which is a really pretty song. Drew said, uh, uh, the caller, uh, no, it's not Drew. Brian, what's the caller's name? Ryan. Ryan. Who's your Vol fan, Ryan? Who's your Vol? Sounds like who's your daddy, which is what uh, Tennessee baseball is asking Tim Corbin right now. And what would the answer to that question be, uh, Sean? Who's your daddy? What would the answer to that question be? Tony V. Who's making a return engagement back to the show next week. Here's the thing about Tony Valls. Tony Valls after this turn upwards is now welcome back there for a while it was touch and go on us and tony valls but he'll be making an appearance on the tld logistics hotline matt dixon's getting ready to drop another tld logistics short porch senko have you ever seen a switch flip like that in your life in sports all of a sudden they're fielding all of a sudden they're on it all of a sudden they're two out hitting all of a sudden they look clutch all of a sudden, they look alive. Well, Evan said they uh, maybe the best thing for this team would be to hit rock bottom so that they would be forced to get back together. And uh, you're starting to hear stories about them spending more time together. And so if you remember Evan's past two uh, visits with you, he talked about the culture and how they built it and how they, you know, they they could they could chirp at each other with love and and they can hold each other accountable and you're starting to hear stories about this squad doing doing some of the same things and when you have buy-in the talent's there absolutely i mean as as bad as we've played at times they were in position to sweep lsu i know that sounds weird but they had schemes at two and two late in the game yeah um florida that's a different story um, but they, you know, could be, and I still think that um, uh, you got Ole Miss, Mississippi State, some others. I, I think this team is definitely NCAA bound. It may not host a regional, and you know what? For this team, that may be the best thing. Yeah. Although they do kind of have trouble playing on the road, which I, I think that will change once they get their 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 Jomo back. Because uh, their mojo and their Jomo, uh, this team looks different right now. So they look different last night, Brian Hartman, jumping all over Bellerman. They looked totally different. And, and the Bellerman team, I'll say this for undermanned, you know, kind of team going through a long season at their level, new entrant to D1 baseball, this and that, up in Louisville. 
their team played a pretty clean baseball game last night. Nothing to be ashamed of on their part. They they made the Vols earn a couple runs here, a couple runs here, a couple runs here, a couple until Tennessee started whacking the ball out of the park late. And uh, Tennessee's fun to watch when they're when they're playing long ball in their little building. That's a that's a that's a fun thing to look at, Bry. I think uh, what the, had they scored forty six runs in the last three games. Yikes! And that's that's only over. 25 innings of play, 46 runs. They're averaging 15 a game. And they only scored against Arkansas. They only had, what, seven runs? So all of a sudden, it's like somebody flipped the light switch. And here it is. Mississippi State comes to town. They're pitching compromise. I could see a couple games this weekend where the balls get into double digits. So back, Wouldn't surprise me. Back to the main event today. Cinco yesterday. By the way, anything else, Sean, you want to add on the baseball team? Because yesterday we played the door report, about six or seven-minute clip of the door report on here yesterday prior to last week's series. These poor guys are, suf- are suffering from the art of heartbreak down there. I mean, they're trying to ignore the twisted side right now. And Tony, are you talking about Vandy? Oh, uh, we had we, yesterday on our overdrive overtime. Well, f them. Well, I mean, that's, they, that's they their, basically uh, that's said their that deal. Tony Valls is evil. Tim Corbin is salt and light. Nobody would ever. That's a that's a real major league prospect would ever come to a shady program like Tennessee when they could go to Vanderbilt. That's what those guys were saying. Really? Well, that uh, they ought to check the rosters because. Both Beam and uh, Burns are Middle Tennessee guys, both going to be first or second round draft picks. And by my account, that's two years in a row where they've uh, smoked them, as they say. So I don't know if that's accurate. I would say you're correct. But they were trying to say that, you know, when it's all about daddy hats and. Well, let's talk about Vanny for a second because I was at the games. Yep. And every two innings, they run out into left field, and they do this little circle, ring around the rosy, um, you know, around the maypole stretch or whatever. That is the stupidest thing I've ever – Not, I mean, when you couple that with anchor down, Vandy boys, and then that nonsense, it's like a uh, – it's like you're watching some kind of New York City musical out there. You know, they can, they can just take it, as far as I'm concerned. George Caffigo style. I don't want to hear any of their nonsense. <laughs> Bad news Caffigo gets evoked here in the first series, which means, or first uh, block here, which means we're off to a great start today. Did, was the uh, whistler in attendance, Sean? Did you hear him? No, sir. Them. Somebody went no, over to Brian and they shoved crazy glue in the whistler's mouth and gr- glued his lips shut finally. Mm. Tomorrow on the show, before I ask my top question today, I want you guys I want you guys and gals to think about this. Six balls tomorrow are being projected to be taken in that draft. And you know who they are. Everybody has a draft projection. Fine. If you can take any two of those players tomorrow and you can name the exact teams that are going to take those players, I don't need the round. 
Just tell me the teams. In other words, any two. The two you feel strongly about. Any two. And I will give you a $25 gift card, good for my friends at Alumni Hall. So we're going to do that tomorrow on the show. So get your calls ready. Any two of those players, you you select the player, you select the team. For instance, uh, write to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Hendon Hooker to the Seattle Seahawks. And if that comes to fruition, you win a prize. Jalen Hyatt to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Hendon Hooker to the Philadelphia Eagles. If that comes to fruition, you win. This is going to be a... The reason I'm doing that is I feel pretty confident. I'm not going to give many cards out. I think it's going to be a crazy draft. I think it's going to be one of the nuttier drafts we've seen in years. And I'm hooking up maybe... Um, what did you used to call those lines, Sean, when everybody would get on the same phone line at one time? What did they call those things back in the day? Where Party line, baby. Party line. party line. I'm requesting right now a party line tomorrow evening with Bino Jeff Henderson where we can all peek in on Bino when the Colts end up selecting the kid from Kentucky because the Mannings like him. When Will Levis walks that aisle, styling and profiling, woo! I want so badly for Bino to share it with the world. Hey, Tone, speaking of that, did you see uh, the Joe Rogan special with the Nature Boy? I did not. Oh, my. It's two and a half hours plus of the Nature Boy just telling all the stories out of he and he's he's completely out of character. It was awesome. Poor nature. Highly boy. recommend to any of the listeners that love old school wrestling to get on Rogan's thing. I think it was from last week. It's amazing. The uh, great Craig Jenkins kicked the Nature Boy when he was in TNA off a uh, tour of Europe. I think he left him in. I want to say France. They were somewhere, in, and Nature Boy said, you can't do this to me. And he said, uh, get off the bus. To the Nature Boy! Uh, it'll never come again. Old school wrestling will never happen again. Put that in the file of things that will not occur on God's green earth. All right, let's talk. So yesterday, we had a call from a gentleman who's a Hoosierval by the name of Ryan. Great caller. And as an aside, Ryan said, Tony, on the way out, I just want to say one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about football season. and uh, I predict that in the Nico era, Tennessee and Nico are going to win a national championship. Now, I want to pull back off of that and ask the following. I've never even considered it. It's never even gone through my brain. I've never even allowed myself to consider it. I don't know why. But I'm going to ask you right now, and this is what we're going to kick around this hour. Do you believe 
that Josh Heupel is going to win a national championship here eventually. Now, there are reasons to believe he will. You've got a guy who is the modern-day Steve Spurrier, who is the one that many are chasing. He's the pace setter out there. He's the guy that uh, folks are building their deal around um, in terms of uh, the change of rules and certain things you're seeing going on. Uh, the coaches are whining and crying about him. Saban is. And, and he's done so much. And I won't say with less because I'm not trying to be smirch anybody, but they're recruiting at a higher level than their current roster. Is, is that a fair statement, Sean, that they've already upgraded over what he inherited? So he looks to have better better pieces going forward? Well, there's no question, but with all due respect to our $8 million man, I guess, if we win a national championship, it'll not be because of him, um, but it'll be very much the same way because of Peyton Manning being responsible for a national championship, even though he never played in it. It's because we are now recruiting defensive players like I've never seen. And I'm, and I mean that. I mean, every, for every Sean Ellis and, um, D'Angelo Lloyd and Al Wilson and those kind of guys that we got. And those were only sprinkled in once a year, once every couple of years, John Henderson, et cetera. We are recruiting, we are recruiting defensive players right now at an unprecedented clip. And the defensive linemen that Rodney Garner's on right now are just, are, are, I mean, they're like what Auburn and Florida used to do back in the 80s. They're like what Alabama did uh, for several years. The DBs were recruiting, um, and, and it all takes development. But, yeah, and then when you top it off with the fact that now we have an offense that can't be stopped, it just can't. Now, we, you, know, you, th- you go up against Georgia, and they just, they just wear you down, but, but we're starting to close the gap on them defensively. So it's not preposterous to say that. Brian Hartman, do you have an alleged thought here? As far as the national championship goes, how could you not think that it was a possibility when you watched the first college football poll reveal in early November and Tennessee pops up there as the number one team in the country in the initial playoff poll? Now, they didn't hang on to that spot, but that was Heupel's second year where coming into his first year, everyone thought, well, they may be lucky to win four or five games. And he had them from that point to getting the fan base into a frenzied pitch after beating Alabama and thrashing LSU and finally getting over Florida to a point where Tennessee fans could actually think that this coach just might actually win a national championship. Now, I didn't say it out loud, but you have to think that the defense is going to get better. They're going to get better players in here. The offense is already humming at a fast, at a pace that's hard to catch up with. And all they have to do, you know, they got the number one in the country with a secondary that quite honestly isn't very good, but it's going to get better. 
and defensive players, there'll be more of them. They're going to get better, as Sean pointed out. So, yeah, you had to think then that it was definitely a possibility that they could win a national championship. So I got two for two here. Here's my thing. Um, I've just never even considered it. That's never even gone through my mind. Used to be back in the day, that's all it was about. We went so far into the wilderness that I completely removed the no, not even the notion of that, but the possibility of that from my sports psyche. But And I've conditioned myself just to enjoy this. Go ahead, Brian. You wanted to add. You got to get to Atlanta. You got to get to the championship game first. You got to win the SEC you have first. To get to Atlanta first before That's you think right. about winning a Natty. And when you do that, the Natty not might a, be inevitable. Not in a twelve-team playoff. You don't. That's a really good point. And that's enough. You got to beat Georgia. Do you, Bry? Not if it's a playoff sport, you don't, which is Matt Dixon's well, point. That, and that's another thing, you know, you know the 12 it's team of, playoff. They're going to be in the, they're going to live in the playoffs. Well, it's I mean, kind of like know, the Phillies. They may not make it every year. Yeah, it's kind of like my Phillies last year. Get smoked by the Braves all season, play them in the playoffs and whip them. I mean, when you, when you turn something into a playoff sport, the Hawks, Bry, right now. Uh, the LA Lakers, when you turn something into a playoff sport, all you've got to do is get in the tournament. And, Sean, that should be Tennessee's real goal is to refine this current roster this upcoming season. Your record's going to be your record. This next, this, this up, People don't want to hear this. Your record's going to be your record. But what you're doing this season is I want to put myself in a position where I'm a bona fide contender for the first 12-team college football playoff, and maybe, maybe if things break right, I look to be one of the teams that gets to host a home playoff game in my building. That would be a that'd be something worthwhile for Tennessee to shoot for. Maybe it's in uh, maybe it's in grasp. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's I within think be better. the realm of possibility. Go ahead. I think the top you got to probably try to get in the top four though because you don't have to win three games in that instance as yeah, opposed to having to, here's the, here's, as opposed to having difference. to win four. Yeah, but here's the difference: if you are in the SEC championship game, you're going to play uh, three games anyway. It's a great point, Sean. So you, if you were, if you were, let's say, if you concede that game to Georgia to win it, that's like their first round game in a, in a twelve team playoff. So you real so really the 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 plane is level. You get, if the four buys are four conference champions that have won their game, they essentially played an equivalent first round game. I want to take, if not even yeah. a more, if, maybe even a more strenuous first round game. I want to take the temperature of the fan base right now at eight six five two hundred five four zero two, and here's a question: You tell me. Right now, let's break it down scientifically. Do you believe that Josh Heupel is going to win a national championship here? And I got to tell you, Sean and Brian have kind of surprised me today by both jumping out there and going, yeah, I do. And Brian says, Tony, 
we came from nowhere last year to look up and see our school number one. And I got to tell you something. I'm sitting right in the very spot where I was. I'm staring right at the exact monitor in the Ramier studio where I was. And last year when that occurred, I, I just got to tell you that thinking back, putting myself in that spot, in that place last year, I got a little bit emotional that night. And I know in the overall scheme of things, it's kind of a footnote on last year's season. It wasn't a footnote to me, though, looking back on it. Harbinger of things to come, perhaps. A, um, in some way, shape, or form, I, I guess you could say a confirmation that my alma mater had returned and ascended back toward the top in college football, no doubt. Question is, was it fleeting? Or is it something that can be built upon? Brian thinks it can be built upon. What do you think? 865-200-5402. Let's go to the phones. We'll get folks in here because we want to keep you first today on the geophysical year of the common caller. Hello and welcome into our first call. Welcome in. Do you believe the Tennessee Volunteers under Josh Heupel are uh, can win a national championship. Hello and welcome in. Hey Tony, this is Ryan the Hoosier Ball. First Who- off, it's a big it's a big honor that uh, um, something I threw out there is being expounded on this much by us. So uh, that's just really cool. Well, you're an excellent caller. And yesterday I had said, you know, one of the things I do is I I take notes during the show. I take notes for the blog because I don't like to work a lot, and and then I take I take notes as well because invariably you get great stuff from folks like you intelligent people like you that have great takes that are always welcome here and i jot that stuff down uh for safekeeping people ask me well how do you come up with fresh stuff all the time to talk about i listen and and i thought you had a really really excellent interesting uh take yesterday and and i appreciate it yeah well i'll expound and then let the rest of all nation uh follow here uh, since you know i threw it out there here's why i think that one is a logical point and the other is uh, an emotional point let's say we took josh heupel's name we didn't tell you it was heupel and we didn't tell you it was the big orange what happened last year we said there is a team that has hired a young bright offensive-minded coach and in his second year he went into tiger stadium and he whooped LSU, he beat Alabama, and he put a um, hurting on uh, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. I know the score is close, but that game was never particularly close. And I said, do you think that team could win a national championship? What would you say? Let's just be honest. What would you say? Well, it's a good point. And last year's team, if it didn't stumble, last year's team, if it didn't stumble, and would have gotten into the college football playoff, and would have gotten in there healthy, uh-huh. uh, could have done some damage. Bry, that's not far fetched, is it, Bry? That's not far fetched, is it, Bry? No, you, you have to think that you look at Michigan and and TCU, and I, I have to think Tennessee could have beaten either one of those teams, especially if Hooker were healthy. And then what if I told I think Georgia, Ohio State were the two best teams in the country. Yes. I do. But other than that. What if I told you that that team, again, I'm not 
saying to Vol Nation because we're conditioned to, you know, we're the very passionate that always has the big orange glasses. Some people say, and then some people say we're negative. What if I, that same scenario I laid out for the logical side of it, and then I said, oh, and by the way, this same coaching staff and this same program is bringing in what most people think is the best quarterback in the nation to follow in the next three to four years. Would you think that team could win an Addy? I absolutely would. And then I'd spring it on you and say, okay, it's the big orange. I mean, why wouldn't you think it just because it's us? We've done it before. It's been a while, but we have done it before. Prior to last couple years when Georgia went on this tear, I know they had been more successful in the modern era, quote-unquote. We had won a natty more recently than the Georgia Bulldogs had. It can happen again, and I believe it will. And that's my second point of emotional. I just want it to be true. <laughs> so uh, that's why I believe it, but I think there's evidence to support it. Thank you, Ryan. Great talking to you, man, and I appreciate you giving us the idea for this. Yeah, go Vols, and I um, can't wait to hear what the rest of all nations think. G to the B to the O. And, and here's the thing about it. I never even considered it. Sean, you know what I mean by when I say that? Like, I, I just learned some, in, in, in some respects to just enjoy every day, every week that we're given and not think in terms of, well, if this doesn't happen now, it's a failure. Uh, this is just so fun right now. Maybe it's just that it's fresh and new, and that's why we don't have expectations. Or maybe it's that the roster hasn't, quote-unquote, arrived. Uh, and maybe when you have Nico and these guys and they're in their third year, maybe the pressure gets ratcheted up and we start to feel those feelings. But that's just so far from my mind right now, winning it all. Well, I think you have to take a look at a bigger uh, perspective from, as you say, 20,000 feet or whatever it is, that Tennessee has always had the base, the footprint, to be a national championship team. It had, But it's always struggled with one thing or another. You know, before, it was we've always had the fan base. We've always had the recognition with the... With the um, uh, colors, uh, and people think that's weird, but, you know, in modern history, Tennessee wasn't stacking up championships and still were, you know, in front page of college football. And so it's wrecking, it's a brand that's always been recognizable. It's a brand that even people that don't like Tennessee want to see Tennessee up top. And it's not just a quarterback because once we got out of our own way, <clears throat> once the state started producing more talent, once we started getting the the egomaniacs that were just interested in their own either academic agendas or their own power play or their own wallets, then you could just let it start to grow. And so now you have more in-state talent. You have back now. You have Clemson coming down, Florida State not so you know not so great, uh, Florida down a little bit. Uh, surrounding states are not doing that great, which was like what we had in, uh, in the mid-former time. But more importantly, you're starting to see where we are actually having legitimate coaches around here, coaches that can develop talent. You're not going to go out and recruit like Alabama has the past 10 years. Nobody is, or like USC did with Pete Carroll. But what you can do is you can supplement guys 
Uh, you can get your share of five stars, and you can bring in a peerless price who wasn't a five star. You can get a Leonard Little uh, and have him go to JUCO, identify him, and then develop him. You can get a safety out of Jackson, running back safety out of Jackson, and now Wilson develop him. And then you can sprinkle in another guy. You can get remember the TVA. We built this program, the TVA, on that offensive line of Tennessee guys that were not five stars. They just found kids and developed them. And that's what we're doing now. Everyone says, well, you can't, you know, Glenn Ellerby can't recruit. Well, if you take a look at the past two weeks, he can recruit. Kids like him. And you're starting to get guys that are legitimate NFL size. Yep. And, And an offensive lineman shouldn't be expected to play in his first two years. But if you get a guy like the guy I just got, who I think will be an offensive lineman, Brian Grant or some of these other guys, that are 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", pounds or 40 pounds or whatever and can move, you're trouble, man, for other teams. T-R-O-U-B-L-Lee. Brief timeout, 865-200-5402. This is Tony Basilio Show. Full load of calls, and we will unload with you. Can Tennessee, will they win the natty under Josh Heupel? We are getting positive results thus far after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. you got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County, Everyone considered him the coward Saturday, the May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. Tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the Real Deal Band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Brian and Cinco were just talking footy during the break. I have a question for you guys. Why doesn't, over in the uh, English Premier League, why don't they have a playoff there? That's never made any sense to me. They actually have a FA tournament that's separate. That's like a playoff. Yeah, but their season, they just kind of play their season, and that's what it is. And you have all those teams. Why don't they have a playoff? They do. Sean, would you like them to have a playoff? The the Premier League? Yeah. No. I mean, as they say, the table does not lie. You play a you you play a round robin with every other team, and you know, home and away. The team with the most points is the champion. It's it's pretty self explanatory. Ah, uh, it's pretty outstanding. Now they do play tournaments. You know, you have the FA Cup, you have the League Cup, uh, so you have those kind of tournaments. Uh, those aren't really those aren't really uh, uh, the FA somewhat, they, but they aren't really valued by the top four, top six. And then, of course, you have Europa and you have the Champions League. But but I get your point. Uh, to me, I like the way it is because I think the relegation, we were just talking about this, yeah. the relegation and the promotion uh, races are more exciting than any playoff could be, I think. Because that's just, I mean, there's so much money involved, win or lose. Yep. That those, those, it's, 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 like, uh, it's like the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals when all the – when all the nonsense is put away and you're just playing. And if you go, and, and here's the thing, what Sean's talking about, if you uh, fail to hit a certain mark, you get to go into the second division. Be like the L.A. Lakers having to play in the old CBA back in the day because they had a bad year. And that's kind of how it works. Well, if you, if you had that in college football, Tennessee gets relegated back in, I guess, Butch's last oh year. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They'd have been in a Sunbelt team we in 2018. T- we would have touched relegation a few times, yes. 865-200-5402. I just can't. Well, UEFA's talking about guys bringing their tournament, the big boy tournament, to our big stadium, Sean. Do you think America would turn out for that, Sean, if UEFA had the tournament? Had some tournament games over here. Do you think people would go watch it? I do, but I don't understand why um, why they would do that. I, I think you would lose a lot of atmosphere. I mean, even when you go to smaller uh, places geographically, it, it's still just crazy. I mean, I think the only, uh, respectfully to the U.S., I think the only place in North America you get that is, is uh, Mexico City. You know, I think that the whole idea, though, the whole idea is opening up the um, the money, the, the, the markets. And kind of like what the reason that the NFL is playing games in, uh, you know, Europe, the whole deal. You would say, well, you're losing all the atmosphere. Sort of like the NBA. And the way they court Europe, it's what we are now. And these global brands are are uh, opening up, you know, new avenues, new revenues, new streams. So it's interesting. You're going to see UEFA European high-level tournament games played right on our shores. That is 
wild. Something you'd never thought you'd see. Not what well, you get in the summer, which is these cursory, what are de facto exhibition games, but the real deal Holyfield, Bry. The NFL has to take games overseas, so the Premier League should, in exchange, have to take a few games over here. There you go. That's Back one way to look yeah, at it. I'm, I just don't know how that would work because when you're in Europe, you know the thought is that Europe is this big place, uh, and, and to an extent it is, but a lot of those countries are just like states to the United States. Mm-hmm. And so you can go from, you know, you can go from, England to France in what an hour by playing two hours Spain Portugal Germany um, Belgium all those places it, it it's you know I don't think NFL teams like going over to London to play football and then I'm just I'm, I'm questioning whether you could get Barcelona Real Madrid Bayern Munich to fly all the way over here because that's that's obviously going because usually those games are played during the regular season. So you'd have to talk about a whole bunch of money to, to, I guess back in the day to get uh, less than a hundred percent Lionel Messi or or uh, Neymar or, or whomever because of all the jet lag. That's what they're talking but it's about. Pos- it's, it's possible. That's what they're talking about. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Will Josh Heupel win a NATO at the University of Tennessee? That's what we're discussing today. Hello and welcome into our next call on a Wednesday. Hi, you're on the air, Tony. It's uh, it's Taylor. I would say yes. The only asterisk would be if somehow a owner in the National Football League becomes enamored with Josh Heupel and he wants to try his trade in the National Football League, and someone makes him an offer he can't refuse. I think that's the only caveat. If he stays at the University of Tennessee and shows his love for college football, which I do think that's his passion, I think he will win a, uh, a natty at the, at the University of Tennessee. It's a really good point on the NFL, although the, the hashes are different in that league. It's kind of a different league. I wonder about his system. I've talked off the air with some people that are, you know, pretty knowledgeable about this kind of thing, like Watson Brown and folks like that. Would it translate? I guess the only way to find out if his style would translate would be uh, implementing it at that level. I'd have a hard time seeing NFL offensive linemen buy into going that fast. And then NFL defense is living with the consequences. I saw that in Philadelphia with Chip Kelly, and he was pretty successful for a couple of years until his roster essentially unplugged on him and quit on him in his final year, which is what transpired there. Josh Heupel is much more of a leader and much more relatable than Chip Kelly, so I don't think he'd have that problem. But everything else you identified, I I agree would the system work? Would the players buy buy in and and, and be uh, you know? I, that's a that's a big question mark. But I give you that asterisk. Do you mind if I pivot because I would like to to switch over to the baseball and ask a that's couple? So we're here of for hit it, yeah. Tony uh, uh, and Cinco, uh, what do you think it's going to take over the next four SEC series to be in pole position to host a regional? 
I'll answer that question, but want to hear yours. I think it's going to take eight and four record uh, to be put in a position to host because some folks are saying, oh, you got to play till Saturday in Hoover. It's my experience that uh, NCAA and their seeding, they don't really take much into account uh, the SEC tournament. They're looking at regular season. They're looking at home and away splits, which obviously Tennessee needs to have some improvement on the away split. What's your take? Do you think eight and four would put Tennessee in a position to host a regional? Brian, Sean? I'm sorry, I, I couldn't hear I think hear. that would, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. He was asking if eight and four would put Tennessee in position to host. I, I think I think that would put them, what, 16 and 14 in the league? Yep. And, yeah, I, I think they would host one weekend, the first weekend, if they do that. And I think that's a good goal. I think I think they can go five and one at home and then try to split the last six on the road, and that would give it to you. Bottom. Bottom. I can hear Cinco in the Neverland. He's agreeing, I believe, with that as well. Uh, Cinco, uh, Brian, Tony, um, the biggest surprise of, of the year on the roster, I think it's got to be Hunter Inslee. The guy uh, was a ghost the last last couple of years, at no fault of his own. I understand he had a pretty significant shoulder injury playing high school football. He had a medical red shirt and has been rehabbing. But I am just absolutely shocked how he came out of virtual nowhere and is playing an excellent center field as a clutch hitter. Uh, thank goodness for Hunter Inslee, because where would this team be without that third-year player and, and the impact he's made? Where would he be, Sean? Hunter Ensley, we would be lost in space without that dude this year. Yeah, but I, I, there's nothing I can say that doesn't sound like a crack, and I'm not trying to because I appreciate what he's doing. You know, he's, he's had a couple of he's had a couple of nice games here lately, but um, I think as a whole, our outfield is woefully, woefully deficient from what it was last year, even. Uh, Seth Stevenson would far and away be the best outfielder on this year's team. And arguably he would be a distant third in that outfield last year. But you're right. He is playing at some nice center field. He is catching the ball. I know that sounds elementary, but he's catching the ball. He's got some speed to him and he's had some, he's had a couple of clutch hits lately. So I am glad he's in there. Yes. He uh, made and, a great catch last night in the gap, man. Just to, yep. he's looking oh, yeah. more and more instinctive out there in that outfield, yep. and he's done a I really agree. nice job. And again, I and I again, I want to apologize if anyone took that as I'm cracking. I'm not. I, I just, I, I, yes, with no one else there, I am glad he's playing a nice center field. But but Cinco, wouldn't you agree? You can't really compare uh, Drew Gilbert. And uh, and back, you know, two first rounders, two once every 10, 15 years type of players. I mean, you just can't That's replace right. that. And then Stevenson, you know, Juco transfer guy probably was one of the fastest players in the league and uh, and really showed out. And I think, frankly, Tennessee's reputation of of recruiting uh, super players, including Juco's and, and being coached up, I think that helped propel Stevenson to a much higher draft choice than w- that was anticipated. 
I just think you know, we had a we had an all star cast in the outfield last year. It's just hard to hard to make any comparisons. Those guys don't don't grow on trees. I agree with yeah, you. I, I agree. And, and I think I, that was my point. Well, I, I believe this year that that kid saved the bacon for this season because you can make the case. Well, they're deficient. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think they're that deficient right now defensively. I think they're a lot better, but than they were three weeks ago. That said, uh, I think he, his emergence stopped the bleeding because they had to quit playing musical chairs out there, and it helped them find their identity where they can press the gas uh, for the latter part of the year and try and make something happen. So I think that helps them greatly going going forward here. I think his, I think his best contribution is, Believe it or not, taking some pressure off of uh, off of the uh, kid from Cincinnati, Garrett. Uh, you know, uh, was it Merritt? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Christian I think that because because all of a sudden now you have a kid out there, and and I think Christian Scotts had a nice right field. Uh, I think I really think he has. He's had some very good plays lately. But I think when you have a guy that can cover that much ground, uh, it is taking some of the pressure off of Merritt. Merritt's been able to, you know, now you have a legit two-hole hitter, uh, and, and Hensley's been able to, you know, come through, to my surprise, and God love him. Uh, but I think that's helped Merritt, too, just relax a little bit and uh, and, and come into his own. And I think Merritt's going to really shine here over the next few weeks. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, uh, I think one, we need that veteran leadership, and I think he's taken a dryling under his wing and, and, uh, and helped him kind of understand some of the, the leadership and mental parts of the game. Uh, and he's got a, got, got a lot of pop in that bat. And, uh, as, as we all know, we need some more right-handed, uh, pop in that lineup. He can certainly spell it, whether it's coming in as a pinch hitter and, and staying in. But, but anyway, the lineup is definitely, uh, starting to come together and, and gel. And I tell you, uh, Maui, there seems to be a flip. You know, somebody flipped a switch because he looks like an absolute all-American on defense. And I hope that is uh, sustainable because we're a different uh, team with uh, an all-American caliber defensive shortstop. That play that he made on that center fielder at Vanderbilt, I submit to you that he's likely the only shortstop in the league that can go into the hole and have enough arm to throw that kid out by more than half a step. That was uh, that was impressive. Um, yeah, yeah, and his oh. trick and his trick, as Bino said, is to build on that and now make the routine plays. It's great that you make the spectacular plays. His trick is to be more consistent and make the routine plays. But he has miraculously recovered from his back issues of last weekend. I mean, he was he was stroking the ball last night and flying around the bases as well. I mean, that, that guy had a miraculous recovery. It harkens me back to when Alabama was employing the deer antler spray several years ago in Sorry, their tent. You're, uh, you're oozing your sarcasm, but I submit to you, back injuries can, can come out of nowhere. Oh, and, uh, yes. Shots, cortisone shots. And, and they're healed and immediately. And, and they're healed immediately. I would submit to you they're healed. Everybody with back trouble healed. will tell you. Quickly they're healed healed. healed immediately, Taylor. Immediately. Immediately. You, Woody has some magical powers, <laughs> Yes, he does. He Woody, thank you, you Taylor. My friend. Go ball. Good talking to you. That's right. Uh, listen, I'm all for the immediate healing. I, I'm, uh, I'm, we're, that's what we do here. We heal. You know, this show is a, is known in, in certain circles as being a healer. 865-200-5402 if you want to join. 
the fabulous fray, as we say in the trade. UEFA in the U.S., I mean, that's wild. Cinco and Brian, for the footy fans out there today at 3 o'clock, there's a huge match. Sean Sinclair, will you be looking at that today? No, I'll, uh, my uh, pathetic Chelsea Blues are playing today, so I'll Brentford, so I'll be watching us lose another one. Bronny Boy Hartman, will you today be chilling and watching the Man City Boys and Arsenal, Doug Voyle's <laughs> Arsenal Boys? Well, I don't... Uh... I, I don't. I'm not sure, but I know they are playing a huge match. It's going to be a one where I think Man City, if they win, they'll be right there in, in position to take the top spot from Arsenal, who's had it pretty much all season. So it's a big match, and Man City won the first time they played. So I do look forward to at least following along with it if I can. You boys are unbelievable, Andrew. Unbelievable, Andy, as we continue with more on the other side. Some more calls in. Do you believe Josh Heupel is going to bring a national championship to the University of Tennessee? I'm not ready to say yes to that, but I'm certainly smelling what Brian Hartman and Sean Sinclair in hour one and several callers. I'm smelling what you're cooking as we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They're timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. 
Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you on the one, the only. My main man, the great Cam Schneider, who we ought to have really joining us via Skype, who was one of my voices back uh, when we had the World Cup. Cam Schneider, you of FC Alliance fame, uh... Man, we were breaking down. That was so weird playing the Soccer World Cup back in November, man. Was that not strange, you, on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com? How weird was that that we just lived through that? Yeah, that was a a first for everybody. Um, It definitely wasn't what you think of when you think of the World Cup, nice summer days and watching soccer. But, I mean, I guess it brought soccer to a different part of the world where it was never really as recognized as it was before so i guess in a sense everyone's on holidays everyone has a couple days off to watch soccer so there were some good sides obviously some bad sides but anytime there's a global soccer competition i think people are going to tune in and watch last couple weeks we've been talking about development on here i want to ask you guys i want to ask you and we were kicking it around about that whole uefa thing a little while ago uefa in a couple years is talking about what bringing their 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 big prize here yeah, the Champions League final. There's um, rumors and there's going to be a vote on whether or not they should play the Champions League final in the U.S. somewhere, which is a massive deal for American soccer. Uh, what about that, Sean? The final coming to our shores. Could you envision that, Sean? How hot that would be? I think it would be incredible. Uh, my concern, and I'd like to know what Cam's thought, is that the, the teams that the teams that will vie and get into that position are absolutely used to playing on the best pitches. I mean, just something that, you know, football teams uh, around here or something could not even imagine. And 
I know that I've heard from uh, the Chelsea camp over the years. They go to L.A., they go some other places, and that's been a concern of theirs. Um, it would be it would it would be a bad look if we got a Champions League or Europa League final, semifinal, or even a you know World Cup type thing, um, a club World Cup deal, and and then the game be affected by that kind of pitch. Do you have any Do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Um, it's definitely a good point. I know because of our climate being so different in different parts of the country, there's a lot of turf, synthetic turf in America, and that's against FIFA rules. So we wouldn't be able to play on a lot of the MLS stadiums. It would probably also have to be a bigger stadium, so probably an American football field, which obviously the dimensions of those are much smaller than a lot of the dimensions of the European soccer fields. So I think they would have to do a lot of research and find, one, a climate that allows them to grow really good quality grass, and then, two, a stadium that doesn't make the field have to be way too small for a good, intense um, game. So I think there's definitely a couple candidates. There's definitely some good fields down in the south, maybe in Texas or Florida or even Southern California, that have those options but it's definitely something that we're going to have to make sure that we don't let that be kind of a laughing stock for us camp snyder is having a really what, good, what uh, about an indoor yeah. stadium no brian they're not gonna play a thing in an indoor stadium would they that's another thing that's against fifa at a yeah, certain level that, yeah. okay. you're not allowed to have a roof but there are several facilities that are retractable like you could see that nashville facility down there that new stadium there they press go on today if they do it in 2026, which is when they're talking about it, the summer of the World Cup, uh, which would make sense, by the way, because that would be when that sport's on the front burner uh, in our country, uh, you know, that would all just sort of make sense. Um, but uh, Cam Schneider joining FC Alliance. He's up in Detroit right now playing professionally. And, uh, Cam, you having a nice day in Detroit? What's the weather up in Detroit these days? Because it's freezing here. Uh, yeah, it's a I think the high today is in, like, the 42 range, Ugh. but it was 29 degrees yesterday. We actually got a little bit of snow yesterday. Yeah. So the weather is uh, definitely not the same as it is down in Tennessee. But, I mean, it's sunny, so at least the sky's blue. We were talking about y'all's player development and that ECNL deal, which is competing nationally with other clubs right out of here in Knoxville. And I understand that several southeastern coaches are now descending uh, upon a couple of your teams and, and looking at prospects, that's pretty wild, man, for little Knoxville. Yeah, it, it's definitely a first in Knoxville, and especially for us in, in the soccer world. A lot of times you hear about coaches flying out to watch big five-star football recruits and that sort of stuff, but just in the past month or so, we've had University of Florida. They're coming to watch one of our training sessions to watch a girl or two. Uh, we've had Arkansas fly out a coach just to watch practice. University of Tennessee comes out to watch practice. So the fact that we have, in a small town like Knoxville, these huge programs coming just to watch training sessions just shows how much the level has grown with FC Alliance, with this ECNL. All the exposure that we get is just on another level from what we've ever experienced in Knoxville. Well, and also, uh, the other thing that's going on right now is the registration continues. If you've got a kid that's interested in playing the beautiful game or maybe a grandchild or whatever and wants to learn it the right way, you guys are having tryouts right now. What, what are the registration numbers like for, for tryouts? 
So this time last year, we were sitting around that 200 mark for uh, registration. And this year, we're already over 400. So we're not quite doubled, but we're almost double the registration that we had last year. And tryouts aren't even until next month. So just to show that Knoxville's growing and the beautiful game is growing is something that we're really proud of and proud to be a part of. And we just hope that everyone that's coming into the city understands the difference in playing high-level soccer and then playing just recreational soccer or some of the other levels of soccer. The best of the best is ECNL in America right now, and we're happy that we can offer that to these to these players. Yeah, and, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with, like, getting together with your friends and kicking the ball around at the park, you know, if that's what you want to do. Oh, no, um, of course not. We, yeah. have, we have younger, we have recreational leagues as well, but for the high level, um, ECNL is, is definitely the highest level of youth soccer, but we have all levels. We have the recreational level, we have competitive, and then we have the elite showcase level trying to get into college. So if folks want to sign up for the, and I know there's still time to do so, the two age groups, if you could go through that in terms of the month of May and what lays ahead. Yep. So if you go to fcalliancenox.org, we have our first set of tryouts is May 15th through the 19th. That's birth years 2012 through 2016. So that's our younger group. And then birth years 2005 through 2011 is June 2nd through June 9th. So there's two different tryout periods based on age, and that's coming up next month and then at the beginning of June. It's unbelievable. The great Cam Schneider joining. Hey, Cam, um, this uh, 865 Alliance team practices getting underway here. This season starts, what, in three weeks? That's going to be really fun on Saturday nights. Uh, over at Help Me Out, it's going to be out. Uh, Harden Valley. Harden Valley Harden Academy. Valley and practice starts this week. And, you know, I was really impressed with how decorated, both on the girls' side and the guys' side, uh, these are college kids mainly, I was really impressed with how decorated some of these players are that you guys have under contract. Yeah, so we've our coaching staff has done a really good job of identifying a lot of local talent, or not just local to Knoxville, but of the entire East Tennessee and like Southern Kentucky region. Yeah. We've gone to most of the local or nearby schools in the area and tried to find top players. So our girls team is decorated with SEC and some ACC players. And then our men's team, we have a lot of division one and local college guys as well. So we're definitely excited that we were able to use the surrounding areas to find players. And we weren't just going all over the country trying to find players. We wanted to find the best of the best in our region, so that way we can give them an avenue to play and kind of stay close to home or at least where they're comfortable. They might be international, but they're going to school at a local college. They still feel comfortable in the southeast and east Tennessee, and we're happy that we can let the community see what we're creating, what we're developing. I love y'all's logo, too, and the swag. Um, Is swag available yet to be purchased by people? Yes, it is on 865alliance.com. We have a shop on there. We've got a bunch of gear. We've actually got a new limited edition T-shirt that's going to be released this week. I can't say too much about it, but that's another one that we're happy about. Limited edition T-shirt that we think represents the 865 area code as a whole. I think that that's something that if you look on the Instagram and the Twitter this coming week, we've got some cool merch coming up before the season starts. Cam Schneider breaking it down scientifically on the Tony Basilio show. Brian Hartman, you had a question. Go ahead, Brian. 
Does Man City win all three competitions they're still involved in? The Premier League, the Champions League, and the FA Cup? The trifactor is the great Dick Vitale once said. Oof. I think we'll have a pretty good idea if they win the Premier League today. They play Arsenal at 3 o'clock Eastern time today, and I think if they can win that, their chances of winning the Premier League are, are solid. I think Champions League, you always got to kind of respect Real Madrid as the king of the Champions League, but it, it's hard to say anybody in the world is playing better than Man City right now. I think when Holland is scoring the amount of goals that he's scoring, Kevin De Bruyne is creating the way he does, and They've got one of the best goalkeepers in the world. So I think Man City definitely has a chance to to win all three. It's just going to be whether or not Real Madrid does what Real Madrid does and kick it on for the, the semifinal and the final and just run the show. That's what Real Madrid's great at. And Pep has always said, or people have always said, that Pep has a hard time winning Champions League, but I think they do have the best team in the world right now. Cinco, is that your pick? Is Real your pick, Cinco? You know what? They Real can get into any tournament, especially the Champions League, looking like dog do for the past three weeks, and they've got so much talent and and experience, and there's just something about wearing that badge that elevates. Last year, we were in prime position, oh. and, and Kareem Benzema comes off the mat and, and just destroys us. I mean, they they, they do it all the time, whether it's. Uh, you know, uh, you could have another. He's at the end of his career, and um, oh, the little Croatian guy, midfielder, uh, he, he can go crazy. Uh, Tony Kroos can go crazy. Uh, Vinny Junior can do something. Oh, uh, even Rodrigo, Rodrigo ripped Rodrigo. this up last week. It's just it. You just you just never know about Real Madrid, and it doesn't matter who their coach is, what the system is. Yep. who's out there. That that badge. Plays big in big games. You know what that? You know, here's like? another question. You know, go ahead, Brian. Real quick. Why? Why is Re, why are Real and Man City playing? Why isn't that the potential final? Well, the badge is like it's a draw. The, it's the, a draw, Brian. The badge is like here's the deal. But isn't that going to be like the? I know that, but I mean, it, but the, it seems like that should be a final. They could have fixed it. They could have fixed it like David Stern back in the day in the NBA when he gave the <laughs> Knicks number one pick in 1985. The badge is kind of like this, Cam. When people come on the show, people tell me this. They say, Tony, when I feel the electricity of being on here, it just elevates my game. Cam, have you found that to be the case today? Tell the truth. Well, of course. I'm with the best of the best. I mean, are you feeling the juice right now? Are you feel? I, I want to know right now if you're feeling the love and if there's anything else you'd care to add on the way out. Thank you, brother, for breaking it down scientifically with us. On behalf of our friends uh, at, uh, well, at, at everything that you guys do. Yeah, we appreciate you. Uh, I always appreciate coming on the show. And I think it's something that it's great for the community. It's great for the soccer world to get a little bit of extra exposure. We've kind of been on the back burner for a little time, for a little bit of time. So anytime there's thousands of people listening to me talk about soccer, that's always going to be fun. That's always going to be a good vibe. So I appreciate you having me on. The last thing I'm going to say before I head off of here is this Sunday at Orange Hat Brewing Company in Hardin Valley, 865 is having their inaugural beer tasting. So we're going to choose our official beer for the season this summer. And uh, that's this Sunday at Orange Hat at 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to have our first beer tasting. 
beer selection so we can try and have a nice flavor for the summer. So if anyone has Sunday off or has an afternoon off on Sunday, Orange Hat, 3 p.m., we're going to be having an 865 uh, selection show there. Boom! Thank you, my brother. Good talking to you. Yep, thank you, guys. Great Camp Schneider one more time. Today's going to be a great day for footy everywhere. Let's go back to the phones, 865-200-5402. And by the way, if you're around a TV tonight, my union and FC, uh, what do they call themselves? Yeah, that's right, LAFC. There's some clowns. They play tonight at 9 o'clock in the uh, Champions League. There are all these distinctions out there, but uh, the Champions League between the um, MLS and Mexico, which I've enjoyed that, by the way. We beat a Mexican uh, team last week on their field, smoked them, and I was proud. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Will Josh Heupel, in your humble opinion, win himself and pocket himself and bring Tennessee back to the top of the Montaña. Cinco was talking about some of those Hispanic names, and I'll put it in a little Espanol here. Will the Volunteers reach the top? Brian, how do you say top in Espanol? The top of the Montaña. Does anybody know? Um, you know the top. Let me let me do my English to Spanish translator. Interesting. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hello. Yeah. Hi. You're on the air. Welcome in. <laughs> I'm up right to Patrick. Your welcome in, brother. Yes. It's Arriba. We will win a national title with Josh Apple. Arriba! 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 <laughs> Tell me why, W. Your no. Well, you know, first of all, in life, I'm just trying to be positive about everything right now. There you go. Me too, brother. And last year, of all the crazy things, we happened to be made number one at the worst possible week right before we're going to Georgia, Mm -hmm. even though I loved every minute of it. Mm And uh, we had some injuries where we'd have been uh, right there where Ohio State was. We'd have been the fourth seed. And I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. I'm telling people, hey, don't be surprised if we go 8-4. You never know. I expect but that from this year's team. Yeah. we Now, we haven't done that yet. I haven't really gotten into what took – we have a whole summer, you know, to let this kind of let this thing breathe. My expectation for this Tennessee team is that they're going to take a few steps back, and I'm okay with that because this season is about preparing to be a legit player when the 12-team playoff occurs. Is Tennessee a legit team in the 14 playoff for the upcoming year? Let's go around the room. Sean, are they, in your humble opinion, are they a legit player coming into this year for the grand prize? What do you think, Cinco? I have my doubts. Yeah, Brian Hartman, what do you say? I uh, will have to wait and see. Uh, my initial response is no, I don't think so. Yeah. But I don't think they'll be, you know, I think they'll be somewhere in the 10 to 15, 10 to 15, 10 to 20 ranking, hey, hey, somewhere listen, in there. Anytime yeah. you're as well coached as these guys are, anytime yep. you develop players the way these guys do, Anytime you can identify on 
and and take what's on your roster and make them better the way these guys have. I mean, with the exception of Tennessee secondary, and I'm not picking on Willie Martinez because I think that he was left very little and has very little. Um, but but I think that for the most part, throughout the entire football program, they have taken what they've had and made it better through the first two years. That that would be the way I would look at just about every position. Anybody want to argue with that, Sean? Is there a position where they haven't taken what they've had and made it better in some way, shape, or form outside of the secondary, which the secondary, again, I mean, you can't make up for a lack of speed at this level. You just can't. I think that would fall into the same. I, I, I think they've improved the people at linebacker, but I, I, I think the linebacker play has been sub sub SEC par. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think we have even. I would say even the uh, uh, special teams have have done well under this group. I would say so, too. I, you know, when the secondary struggled, I, I said, look, people, last year, we're taking the best players we have right now to play those positions. It's the players that were here when Heupel got here and the few he's brought in. I said, we, we can't plug anybody in that makes it a magic fix. But now we're going to get to the point where maybe we can do that and my answer for the final four this year would be no, probably not. Yep. But boy, am I looking forward to twenty twenty four that twelve team playoff. And for people that don't know it, they've announced the first round. Yep. The home games will be December twentieth and twenty first. And the, and the That's home a Friday uh, Saturday. For those that don't realize, December twenty and twenty one of next year of twenty twenty four. Um, tell me about, because this is really fun stuff, okay? Uh, Friday, Saturday, what do you have to do to host a home game there? You can't be in the top four, right? Explain the format. No, you gotta, if you're not one of the top four conference champions, then you're hosting a home game. The if, top you're five four through conference eight, champions are going to buy. Numbers five yeah, through eight. Yeah, you gotta be host. five through eight. Yeah. Five plays 12, six plays 11, seven plays 10, eight plays nine, hosting all. Wow, that's really cool, guys. Can you imagine? I mean, last year we would have played Kansas State here, say, December 21st, the way it is in 20. I mean, can you imagine? Oh, my you know, gosh. You know, and uh, it's just going to be, and, you know, I don't like pulling for the good old SEC, but. We crushed the ACC champ. Yep. Alabama crushed the Big 12 champ. Yep. Georgia crushed the TC, the regular season Big 12. And didn't LSU crush the loser of the Big 10 championship? Can I ask you guys a conference-to-conference conference question know. now that we're on the subject here? Sean, with, it, with the magic of ESPN+, Plus, Tennessee's game was pretty one-sided. I wanted to jump over there and take a look at Wake Forest because Tennessee has been projected by some to go into an ACC ballpark, okay, uh, uh, these early projections. And obviously this stuff's all going to change. But that Wake Forest uh, team last night played Coastal Carolina. And the score was like 4 or 5 to 1 when I was watching Wake was winning. Really high-level college baseball game. I, I know that Coastal's... 
uh, like a top ten team right now. I don't know whether that's scheduled induced. I know that several years ago they won a national championship, so obviously they have a formidable uh, baseball program. Sean, what? How does Atlantic Coast Conference? Because one of the teams that Tennessee is allegedly could end up playing in their region would be Virginia if they have to go on the road. Um, how does the ACC compare to the SEC in college baseball, Sean? Is it comparable? Is it a little less? What, how, what's your answer to that, you and W. Lynn and Brian? Because I'm a, I'm a latecomer here. Well, I would say on whole, right now, it's probably a little less if you look at the if you look at the top 25, however, the Wake Forest team you're talking about got drubbed in the fall series that we played at Lindsey Nelson. You know, Tennessee, the, 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 there was a two-game, like an 18-inning thing, and uh, Tennessee pretty much rolled that team this, this academic year. Well, look at Boston College. Yes. They've got a formal team this year. There's a lot of teams. Yeah, the the ACC is potentially could have a conference where maybe ten teams could get in because you've got NC State that's been really good. You've got Wake Forest, Duke, Duke's another one. North Carolina's been one. Louisville, Virginia, Virginia's won a national championship in the last ten years. And then you've got Miami. You've got Georgia Tech came in here last year and and Florida State. So yeah, I think the ACC. Now, a lot of those programs are down, but I think it's very comparable to the SEC. One thing that was wild last year about that Georgia Tech team that was really strange to me, and Burke warned us, was they had what he called showcase arms, these kids that you see in these showcase games. They had and kids I didn't in their Notre Dame that were throwing smoke. Yep. Kids that were throwing smoke, W. Remember that last year, W. Lynn? They brought some guys that yeah, didn't I even know their I was names. worried about Georgia Tech. They were good, you man. Know? So I'm just—I was just wondering how it relates. So the SEC is obviously a better league, but the ACC's—it's not like the football and 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 is it the like the football comparison, Sean, or is their league better than it is in baseball than it is in football? I'm not trying to be funny here when you compare the two leagues. Their league's better in baseball than it is in basketball right now. I think you can make that argument. Yeah, I think they're—I I think they're better. In baseball than in football, yeah, they are absolutely. But but comparing SEC football to ACC football, comparing no it's a joke, no okay, comparison. Okay, <laughs> comparing okay, comparing SEC baseball to ACC baseball, there is a comparison. Yeah, no? I think it's a We're lot. I think the them, gap's but, a lot closer yeah. than okay. in football. All right, fair yeah, enough. They're close. Okay, fair. I just wanted to see what you guys thought of that because I I was trying to. The hard thing about watching college baseball is trying to quantify in your brain what level of ball you're looking at. So that so that game last night was it looked like a high level baseball game to me with two pretty damn good baseball teams that were sort of comparable to Tennessee's team. I was just wondering if that's what I was looking at. But I, well, I think I think any of the top SEC, I mean ACC teams could come over to Knoxville and have a chance of taking two or three. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I, I think that I mean I'm not saying they would but no, no, that's quality baseball over there. Absolutely, it is. And just like a Vanderbilt, if they went on the road, would have a chance and probably would be favored in some series, and in others they wouldn't. Like that Wake Forest team, I know it was midweek. They look pretty darn good to me, guys. That Wake Forest team looks pretty legit. They were I, think pa- I think before this past weekend, 
Vandy would be favored in any series going over to a Wake Forest. Very, yeah. very interesting. But Boston College is ranked 12. That was a loss that people don't need to get too bent out of shape over because that, that helps our schedule strength. Oh, I'm telling you. But, and remember, Ole Miss last year won at Miami. That was their first step. They won that regional. You got me all. You got me all fired up right now, W. Lynn, for Friday, December twentieth. When will those games be played? Like December, because it's well, around I think the Christmas one season. might be Friday and three on Saturday. Now, all I saw in the report was the twentieth and twenty-first. So Saturday's the twenty-first, and I doubt they'll try to squeeze all four in one day. That's just, Friday, I don't know. They Friday, December twentieth, a seven Eastern kickoff in Neyland Stadium. Could you imagine the atmosphere outside the stadium? The air would be electric slash metallic. You would yes. get that feeling in your throat. That feeling in your orange throat, W. Lynn. Do you feel me? Oh, I feel you. I hope it's Notre Dame. I hope we're playing Notre Dame in a home game. I might, I might have to have some medical equipment near me. W. Lynn, you have a Dwight Gooden. Thank you. You too, guys. Good show. Back to our phones we go. Let's get our next call, Lynn. Hello and welcome in. You're on the Tony Basilio Show. It is a wild, woolly, and wacky Wednesday. Hello and welcome in. Hello, Tony. My man, Titans Bill, obviously calling to break it down scientifically on what happened in the association last night. Your Atlanta Hawks put it on Brian Hartman's Boston Celtics last night. Trey Young was golden. He was Trey Golden last night. Trey Golden Young, Brian Hartman. (laughs) Brian Hartman. Can I ask you something, Titans Bill? What's that, buddy? Will your new stadium be ready in the summer of 2026 to host UEFA in Nashville? I'm trying to make this happen. We have a Nashville affiliate we're on in, in in drive time. And they're listening to us as we speak, W. Lynn. I mean, uh, Titans Bill, can you tell me right now, confirm nor deny, because the stadium got approved today. We are going forward. We are breaking ground. What can you tell me about it? Break some news. I could say about it. I believe. I believe that will happen. We'll we'll host Yo Yoveva or whatever whatever you call it. And and another thing, I wanna uh, I wanna Uveva. you know you, Brian, did you hear that? Well, We're hosting Yoveva, Brian. <laughs> you know, uh, you could have a Vuvuzela. What what are those things that made the noises say at it, the Brian. ten World Cup? Vuvuzela Vuvuzela at Yoveva. Say uh. Titans, Bill, do you know what a Vuvuzela is? No, I don't, Tony. <laughs> You've heard them. Those foghorns that they used to play back in the day at NFL games, Vuvuzela. Oh, yeah, okay. Vela, not okay. Vuvus, what yeah. is it? Vuvuzela. Vu- ha- hang on. Vuvuzela sound. Yeah. Okay. I got to do this. Hang on. Vuvuzela sound. Right. Uh, okay. I got 10 hours of the Vuvuzela. Well, how do you say it, Sean? Say it again. Vuvuzela. 
uh, Titans, Bill, are you? Did you ever blow one of those foghorns back in the day? Because they were everywhere, and then the uh, Hispanics brought them back. Here they are. I hear, I hear that on my coffee maker. You hear that? But that doesn't sound right, does it, Sean? I- I'm not respecting that. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It sounds like a swarm of bees. For you, UEFA, we hear the sound. I don't know if you want that because they may set fire to the stadium every time I see a. Um, European game of note. There's a big, or South American game. There's a fire in there. <laughs> hey, if you're of South American descent, we don't mean that. We mean no offense, but where you all show up, there's fire. Hey, one night I was down in uh, the Titan Stadium when the U.S. played, I want to say Morocco, Cinco, and somebody started a fire in one of the end zones with some sparklers. Uh, not sparklers. What do they light off down there? I think they were flares, Sean. Flares. They caught somebody's yep. clothing on fire with flares. Yep, flames. It's Brian Hart, and he's got gas. It's, it's, it sounds like the uh, it sounds Hartman like the Brentford Bees, Sean. Brian Hartman ate Taco Bell last night. <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't eaten Taco Bell in years. Oh, okay. All right, all right, Tony. On another note, you were asking me is shot. There's two people that I believe that will bring home the brass ring when it comes to head coaches at the University of Tennessee. All right. Number one, Coach Tony. And number two, Josh Heupel. Well, I'm on a, a third name to that list this year. And we need to get her on the TLD Logistics Hotline. When I saw the incomparable Monica Abbott in the booth the other night, Brian, Brian, did you see her interview with Madison Shipman two nights ago when they played? I missed uh, that. No. Brian, I, I missed that. talk about somebody with an infectious personality. And she's the goat in that sport now. Monica Abbott is the goat. She is. I'll tell you how over Monica Abbott is. She got Jess Mendoza to write the forward in her book that's coming out here momentarily by University of Tennessee Press. Mm. Titans, Bill, can I get you an autographed copy of that? Would you enjoy that? Yeah, I, I, I would enjoy it. All right. Because I can remember, I met Monica Abbott. I would see her a lot in the in the art and architecture building. There's a special place that I would sit and uh, and you know you know eat my lunch. And I would see her go downstairs, and I would always say hello to her. And I'll tell you one thing: she has a very wonderful personality. She is such a sweetheart. She, yeah, she is, is incredible on that. Uh, I was just so impressed with her the other night. And uh, if you know Monica and you're reaching, listening to the show, email me. I want to reach out to her and get her on the program on the show of record and talk to her about her new book. Uh, she sort of laid her life story out in her journey. Because here's the truth, guys. Uh, Sean Sinclair, when Tennessee got her, 
they became a legitimate player in softball. You know, Billy Joel asked uh, if Ryan started the fire from the office back in the day, and I don't know whether Ryan started the fire, but I will say Monica Abbott here, Sean, probably did start the fire for this program. Well, it's a, you know, the only thing missing was the national championship, and I don't, I don't blame anyone. I, it's, you know, we had that game. I don't was it the, one of the Pac-10 schools that. We played for the national championship. Arizona, and, right? It was Arizona? Yeah. It, it was Arizona that year. She was throwing like no hitter after and, no hitter after no hitter after no hitter. And I, she, she's the greatest. Well, they said right now. They, they, they literally were once, I think they were like one hit away from beating them. And, and they yeah. lost an extras Brian, in that one game. Brian, threw like 350 innings that one, that, one, that one season, they said. Or 330 innings. They said right now, if you throw 165 innings in that deal, you're a workhorse. So Monica Abbott went out there and had twice the workload of pitchers right now. And that was what? Just like 15 years ago, well, wasn't it? Think about it. I think to the, doesn't Tennessee have like three starters they use My on weekends? Dumb. So My she dumb, had three times. If, if that's the truth, then she had three times the workload My that these girls are getting. Titans, Bill. Yeah. Okay, on on on. on. And of course, you know how I feel about you know Madison Shipman. I call her marvelous Madison. Yes. Okay. You know, look up uh, my favorite Cat Osterman, who played uh, who was a pitcher of of the same time with uh, Monica Abbott from Texas. That's my favorite. The big cat. Yeah. Okay. On a, on a on another note, Tony, and I'm going to address this to more to Vandy Joe. In Nashville, Lee, I know that you two people oppose the new stadium. Well, I got to say to you, that's too bad because we're going to get it. I'm very excited about it. You may not be, but I am. So, both of you, stick it. Who, now, who was that addressed to, and what was it about again? I'm sorry, I, I was just Nash, Nashville, was... Lee, and Vandy Joe. And what, Lee, Nashville Lee and Vandy Joe. And what is this regarding? What's your beef with Nashville Lee? I'm for uh, they, they, you know, they oppose the new stadium in, in for the Titans. I don't believe Vandy Joe likes the Titans, and I don't believe that uh, Nashville D Lee does either. Well, I'll tell you this. They've really made, they're making improvements, because I, I told uh, George Plaster this yesterday. I saw those advanced plans for what they're doing at Vanderbilt Stadium. You know, there's a lot of stadium construction going on down there. And if they if they bring uh, a Major League Baseball team to Nashville, uh, there will be a lot of overlapping stadium construction going on. But, you know, the, the, the big improvement that they've made to, to Vanderbilt's football stadium in future years is they've added three exits and two porta-potties. And I think that's a great thing. So, yeah. Bill, anything else for us on the way out? You're a clown. Oh, well, well, you, well, you know the bo the bottom line of it is it ain't only just Vanderbilt. It's go what's going on there. It's also going on here at UT with the facelift of Lindsey Nelson Stadium, yep. the facelift at Neyland Stadium, yep. and of course we're going to be getting a new stadium for the Smokies, and I'm. Just as excited about that as I am the new stadium in Nashville. Good gosh almighty, there's a lot of stuff going up. Ain't nothing going up around here but the rent, as the old song goes. And thank you, Bill. Good talking to you. Hey, Tom. Yo. 
I'd like to get a shout-out, a birthday shout-out to the king, J.C. Catshot, former... Uh, J.C., my boy. Um, that Ole Miss Wooly one, Sean? Ole Miss Wooly, J.C. The Ole Miss Wooly one. I don't care. That's my boy. Cheers. Thanks, loves you, It's his birthday today. So, J.C., if you're listening down in the... Redneck Riviera, we love you. Yep, Maury Hanks. Happy birthday, JC. Maury used to frequent his place all the time. Um, go over there for the, the spot barbecues. Uh, by the way, um, I want to thank my friends at TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. Y'all are absolutely outstanding. Matt Dixon's getting ready to drop another segment here coming up. Evie Boy Russell broke it down scientifically. On Monday, tomorrow, Tennessee will be back in action at the L, the N, the S. Will Sean Sinclair be there in Frigid Lindsey Nelson Stadium this weekend, Sean, during our BlackBerry winter for all three games? Will we be seeing you loud and proud, Cinco? SS will be doing, will be live and in color on Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, the rest of the weekend, I will be in parts unknown. However, my tickets have been given to True Vol fans, and they will carry the torch. And the torch is the ultimate term because, again, we take you back down, ladies and gentlemen. When you hear the sound, uh, and I'm not trying to start anything here. It's not our style. But when you hear the sound and you know... <laughs> Something's getting burned in the stadium. Right, Sean? They'll light the stadium on fire, won't they, the South Americans? No offense to them. Hey, they'll, uh, they'll light the stadium on fire just to uh, spark a, a blunt. Great for B, Cinco. So stupid. They're killing me. They're gonna, they, we better win today. <laughs> So stupid after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Going to be back with you, 865-200-5402. Before we go back to our phones, let me go around the room as a precursor to tomorrow's program. We're going to talk about the NFL draft on here tomorrow, specifically the, the six vols that are in play. And Brian Hartman, off the top of your head, the six vols in play tomorrow are... You've got Darnell Wright. Yes. Hendon Hooker. Yes. Jalen Hyatt. Yes. Byron Young. Yes. Cedric Tillman and yes. maybe the sixth guy could be Banks or Banks. Bumpus. Yeah, I'm going to go Banks. 
Those are my six. Sean Sinclair tomorrow, true or false. Darnell Wright is one of the first 20 picks in the NFL draft. No question. That is a true truism in your world. Now you don't get, I mean, you don't get a, a chance very often to get a plug-and-play 12-year NFL starter at uh, offensive tackle. You just don't get that opportunity. So right, and, is, and that's what that's what he is. Brian, what's Tennessee's last top twenty pick in the NFL draft? Oh man, you have to go back to probably was it Derek Barnett? Good night, Almighty. Was it the 2016, 20, 2016 class, twenty seventeen draft? Are you kidding me? Uh, Hendon Hooker, I'll give you another true or false. Hendon Hooker is a first-round pick. Sean Sinclair, true or false? I think it's a high possibility um, because you got to. You got to. If I can see, I, he doesn't get past ten in the second round. I guarantee that. All right, Brian. But, but I could see. I could see that a team that. I, I think a team like uh, my Chiefs or someone like that would trade up uh, to get him because he, you can let him rehab, and he's such a quality player. Brian, you know, I have a hard time seeing him go as high as the top ten because he'd almost have to start right away or very soon after that. So, what about I, I would think about uh, football? Jesus going one-one. That's the. If Will Levis, and I will be glad to come on here and say I absolutely blew that, know nothing about football, which is probably true anyway, but if Will Levis goes number one in the NFL draft, that's the dumbest stuff I've ever heard in my life. That guy couldn't even make all SEC. Uh, you know, uh, Pete Prisco likes him. Quoting my brother, quoting my brother, Goes, Which I'm surprised. He goes, how could a guy that couldn't win the starting job at Penn State when Penn State's lame offensively, how could he blow up like this? And I said, well, he didn't on the collegiate level. Sean, did he look to you like he blew up on the college level? Uh, the answer would be no. The only thing I saw about, and this is honest as I can be about an evaluation, Every time I saw Will Levis get into a tight spot, he folded or quit. And what I mean by that is you, you talk about for such a burly guy, he missed more playing time than anyone I've ever seen. I, he, I honestly do not get it. I don't he, get it. He eats banana peels, though. I don't care what he does, but he's a hump, in my opinion. And you know what? And if somebody takes him, then they deserve it, because he's not—he's not Josh Allen. Let's get real. Not even close. He's not the—he's not that kid out at uh, San Diego right now who's incredible. He's certainly not Mahomes. But not even, no way. True or false? NFL draft. True or false? Tennessee will have five picks in the first two days of the draft. And that's consisting of the first, second. I don't think I don't, I don't. I don't know that Byron Young goes that high. So you're going to go false, Brian? What do you think? 
They'll have how many picks in the first two rounds? Five Again. picks in the first two first. days. First two days. Oh, the first two days. Oh. oh, two days? Yes, yes. It's, okay. It's second day, second, third, right? Yes, second, third. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'll go with that, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I could be talked into that. Yeah. So the draft is tomorrow evening. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402, the numero uno, numero uno, numero uno, numero uno, numero do. To uh, let's go back to the phones, get our next call in. We'll do a little um, a TLD Logistics Overdrive overtime. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey Tony, was that noise I was hearing from your emergency bathroom stop coming back from Philly? <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, so what did you think of our Overdrive overtime? story for for that audience only did you find it becoming of this program professional etc that was that was a third hour classic tony it was um when i go in the classic archives when brian hartman uh, confessed that he had frequented a woman's bathroom to wash his hands was absolutely next level, Freddie Jack, in your humble opinion. <laughs> and W. Lynn confessed that he did it, and him and his buddy watched the restrooms for each other. And the one thing I did do yesterday that was rather smart to keep the car on the tracks is I said, I don't want to hear other people's stories. But I told a quite a doozy. People will say anything in that third hour, Tony. Well, it has been known to it's it's radio sodium sodium pentothal is what it is, not on the radio. But um, Laura, it's like, has a, come, it's like a wrestling free for all. Everybody's in the ring at once, and well, everybody's throwing. Yeah, Laura told me one time, and this is true, right? She says you you really need to get off in the third hour. Sometimes just get off the air. She said, she said you're better than that. You're like. Um, you're besmirching yourself. You're belittling yourself. And I said to her, I said, well, how could it get any worse than taking Freddie Jack from Workburg's call and hearing <laughs> what he has to say about me? You know, Tony, I love you no matter how you treat me or what you say about me. I, I saw your little display last Friday, your, your blog and your little shot at me. That's okay. Huh? I still love you. I ripped I still you on love the this is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Bree's homemade ice cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.